wanted to call and check up on you. We haven't heard from you in a while. It only costs you $80. Best money ever spent. <laughs> Have a good weekend, pal. I'm not a bad person! I'm not a fucking criminal! Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know we had to start it off with the trailer. We got to set this. We got to set the right tone, set the scene, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. All you fans of crime thrillers and crazy films and fun films, hey, you guys got to check out Rub. But hey, we have the legend himself in the house, hanging out with your boy Preston. That's right, Fat Samurai guy, Christopher Fox. How you doing, brother? What's up, everybody? What's going on, Preston? Thanks for having me on here, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta blow it up there. We gotta check out the the background there. Oh Let's yeah, go. there we go. Um, yeah. yeah, my studio is a disaster, so I had to like reorganize for this. But to uh, to the right is uh, the original poster uh, for Rob with Neil's face on it. Nice, nice. Yeah, and then to my left over here is a theatrical poster we ended up going with. Um, the one back there is my first short film called Triangle. That's a nine-minute short film. I played a bunch of film festivals. And uh, right there is an orange uh, stinger that we use for production, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, look. We're getting yeah. all tidbits. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, man. It's awesome to uh, to have you here hanging out with me, man. And I, it was an honor to uh, review your film. That's right. Rubbing and Tugging. That's right. We got to spread the word. We got to get it out there. I, I really enjoyed it, man. I was like, I got to do a film recommendation and tell other people about it, especially fans of independent crime thrillers. That's right. Independent films. We always support that here on the channel. And I was like, I got to tell people about Rub. And then uh, you saw my hilarious review. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you got Samurai Guy's sense of humor. I, I saw the alert come up because when you dropped the trailer, which I appreciate so much, um, I noticed that you dropped uh, the trailer a couple of weeks ago. So I started following your page and watching your reviews and everything. And then I had an alert pop up on my phone and it was like a couple hours too late. I thought I was, I was going to watch it live and I was in like Point Pleasant, uh, New Jersey with my family and they, my, my wife, my kid fell asleep. So I'm like in my bed, like watching it. And then I was just cracking up at your reviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got my sick, dark humor because it not everyone not everyone gets it, you know. And a lot of the uh, when I first wrote you, a lot of like a lot of the bullet points and certain scenes and certain you know dark comedy. You you really in your first review, if you guys haven't seen it, go back and check it out. Um, you really you really got the film. You really got what I was going for and what we were going for as as, as a whole. It's a whole team really came together to make this film yes yes and i'm uh you know i'm, I'm happy you got my sense of humor <laughs> and, and i got your sense of humor with the film like you just that's said cool. there that's right oh we got 
Badass is showing up to watch. Brian Sanchez throwing it up. He's excited to be here. What's up, Brian? You got Brandon in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damon saying, what's going on? What's going on, Damon? How you doing, brother? What's going Good on? Good to see guys? you. Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, before we get into to Rub, and thanks again for sharing some exclusive behind-the-scenes video footage that we're going to watch a little bit of uh, a little bit later towards the end of the uh, interview. So thanks again for showing that. Now, is that featurette going to be on the Blu-ray? Or yeah, yeah. What what we're planning on doing? So yeah, so we're 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 in TVOD right now, and then we're going to be going to AVOD November first. When we go to AVOD, I, I plan on doing. We plan on doing like a short run of Blu-rays with like a signed poster, a Blu-ray, and like a commentary track, which I cannot wait to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to learn a couple of things here and there because we're all spread out all over the country right now. My, 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 my DP, Bobby, moved to Tennessee. So we're going to have to fly him up here to get together and come to the studio and get a bunch of beers and pizza and just do our own commentary track. But, yeah, that will be available on the, Bru the Blu-ray, the, uh, the, the BTS. And I think we're also going to release that uh, in a couple of weeks as well online. Nice, nice. Yeah, Copy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of you know positive feedback. Yeah, I've been seeing for your film, my friend. That's right. And and like you said, when I dropped the trailer a couple of weeks ago, I had no idea until today, guys. Everybody watching right now, I had no idea. Because when I dropped it, I helped. I wanted to support it here on the channel, and I, I uploaded the channel tra uh, trailer, uh, Rub's trailer, to the channel. And it was like, you know, 100-something views the last time. And I checked today, it's over 20,000 views here on the channel. That, you yeah. know, so that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Um, our like, official trailer that we put up on our own Rub Film uh, YouTube last Thursday had twelve hundred only twelve hundred views in like a week, and then within now we have thirty five thousand views of this uh, as of this morning. And uh, Britflix uh, shared it as well. Thank you, Britflix, out in the UK. They have like twenty thousand, twenty two thousand. So it's it's nice. starting to pick up, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Just very grateful that people just have seen my film in the first place, and yeah. you know it's, it's why I made it. And it's just the beginning too. It's going to get bigger and better. That's right. More people yeah. are going to watch it. Spread the word. But before we get to rub, we got to go. We got to start from the beginning, which is what I like to do here on the channel. Let's rewind a little bit, sir. How did you get into the industry? What what made you get? When, when did you get the bug to become a creator, filmmaker, cinematographer, all that good stuff? Oh man, where do I start? Uh, I had the bug to be a creator when I was really young. Uh, music was my first passion, my first love. Um, I was always writing stories. Uh, in like sixth, fifth grade, they, they the school, you know, they had everyone write a story, and then they, uh, you know, they produced the story. They put like uh, wallpaper on it. They make a book for you. My book was The Wolverine Kills the Neighborhood. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, shit you not. Like, the teachers called my parents at the school. They're like, your son has some serious issues. Um, but that was in fifth or sixth grade. And then, you know, I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 80. So, like, 1990, 1991, you know, Nirvana, Mudhoney, Pearl Jam, all these bands started coming out. And I started... You know, I wanted to play guitar, wanted to be a rock star. And, you know, yeah. uh, eventually found my way to moving to Los Angeles when I was like 20 years old to go to the Musicians Institute to say, am I people out there? What's up? Um, so I started off with music and started uh, recording engineering and then worked in a couple studios for a while. The industry kind of dried up a bit. And then 
around, around 2007, people were like, hey, you can record bands. Do you want to uh, be a boom op on my, on my film? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And then I did a bunch of boom op and location recording for a while. And then that turned into, hey, you can mix albums. I've heard your albums. They sound great. Could you uh, mix my film? I'm like, uh, it's two completely different things, but I'll jump down the rabbit hole and I'll, I'll learn. So just like most people who are eager in life and want to do something, I just, you know, started reading a bunch and started really trying to apply myself into that field, uh, into sound design. That was probably like 2009, 2010. And then from then till now, I've probably mixed over 50 films that have played various big film festivals, um, you know, have gone on to play at Netflix, Amazon. And then all while I was doing this, I was trying to learn the camera, trying to learn directing, trying to learn, you know, the hardest part in writing. And until like 2010, the DSLR revolution happened where people can actually make a film and not have to spend millions and millions of dollars. And I saw a few projects that I was working on as a, as a boom op that I'm like, I can make a better film than these people. Like I know I can. And, you know, it's easier to sit on the other side of things and think you can do it than actually do it, you know? And up until about 2017 is when I made my first short film, uh, Triangle. And then from there, I was writing a bunch of stuff and always wanted to make a feature. And uh, I was supposed to shoot shoot a short film called Father's Day as a psychological horror thriller about a a girl. You'd love it. About a... uh, a girl mourning the tenant year anniversary of her father's death and his spirits haunting her in present day, but it cuts back and forth between present day and flashbacks of when she was a child. And uh, is, is he dead or not kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. And then the shutdown happened. COVID happened. We didn't shoot it. Uh, Everyone ran into their houses and everyone, you know, um, I lost a a few people that I knew to COVID Things changed. That. It changed the world, man. It, it changed yeah. everything, you know. And then I just re- reassessed myself and reassessed everything in life. And I said, you know, no more short films, no more shitty reality shows. I'm working for money. It's not about money anymore. I need to make my art. I, I'm 41 years. I'm 43 now, but I was 40, 41 at, the, at that time. I'm like 43. I'm 43. Yeah, man, yeah. you look way younger than that. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, what the uh, fuck happened over here, man? Generation, <laughs> generation X stays young somehow, right? <laughs> I mean, this, this this film shit. What's my excuse? God damn it! No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I lost oh, it a long time. There it is. <laughs> I lost it a long time ago. You at least still got yours, right? Hey, yeah. Hey. That's, not, that's that's a, that's the trade off. That's the trade-off. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to what you were saying. Uh, so then, yeah, I started I started writing Rub, and then you know, it kind of just it, it, it's the snowball effect started happening. I shared it with a couple of my circle of trust at the time. My partner at my production company, Super Gears Production, uh, Nick Bowen, and my, my good friend Bobby uh, Sensevero, the, the DP, and they're like, this, this script is great. And, uh, you know, let's work on this, this, and this. So we, we worked on a few, few different things. And then, you know, one thing led to another, found some money, uh, put a lot of my own money into the, pro- into the project. And uh, this is all during COVID, too. So it was, uh, we, our first day of production was May 15, 2021, like right a year into it, you know? Right. Um, we were non-union. There's sad people out there. Keep fighting a good fight. We were non-union due, due to multiple reasons. But, um, you know, uh, that's to, to sum it up. I started off as a sound mixer, sound engineer, uh, wannabe rock star. And I, I found my way into making uh, a film that I'm very, 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 very proud of. Yes. But, you know, along the way, you're just learning and getting better and better and better and expanding 
you know, your knowledge, getting your feet wet. I mean, you had the three shorts right here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 So you, the, you had that ready to go. Yeah. Triangle was my first, um, first short film that I wrote. It's about uh, a man who wakes up in present day, who was part of the 1939 fleet of ships that went missing in the Bermuda Triangle and they were never heard from ever again. Uh, yeah. He wakes up in present day and he finds his way back to his wife who now, is like in her nineties and they have like uh, it's like a nine minute short film. Yeah. Uh, Last fishing trip was uh, a drama about uh, a elder, elderly woman mourning the, the, the death of her, of her brother. She mm. makes like, she makes a pilgrimage to New York city because uh, it was one of his last dying wishes. And then uh, I got a callback was a uh, kind of a, I didn't write callback. I just got hired to direct it and shoot it. That was uh, a, like a me too movement kind of a thing about the opposite way about a female uh, luring a male into sexual activities versus... Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, that won a bunch of awards also in the film festival circuit as well. Well, congratulations, my friend. But yeah, yeah. I, I had it ready. I had it ready. You, know? you had it ready, man. You were going to drop that on me. Samurai guy's a professional. I love That's it, right. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so Rub, uh, how did that come about? Like, were you sitting down one day and you were thinking about different movies that you've seen in the past? You're like, hmm, you got a little bit of that true romance, Requiem for a Dream, or were you just like, just boom, off the cuff, just started writing? Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, it all happened while I was at a massage parlor. I, I shit you not. I was getting a massage, not the type of massage that happens in the movie. Um, <laughs> or was I? I don't know. You know, I wasn't. Uh, but I'm sitting there, I'm laying down, and I heard this crazy commotion happened in the room and, and like a bunch of people run to the front door. Oh I'm shit. Sitting, I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is crazy. If, so, if something were to happen, I'm vulnerable. I don't know what could happen. Uh, I ended up going home and then just stay with me for a while. And then I started just writing. What if there's this, you know, lonely man that, you know, can't find love, can't, you know, is picked on at work. Kind of like, uh, kind of like the, the, the prequel, to falling down in a way like falling down is one of my favorite films of all time oh. and it just like that just like jumps right into it when he's on the freeway like what was his life before all that happened you know ah, um yeah yeah like, I, so i kind of like went home and sat sat with that for a while and then i was supposed to shoot the short film father's day and then i this this started brewing probably early December, 2019. So the shutdown in New York happened February, 2020. So within a matter of two months, I had like five pages of rub written and then the shutdown happened. Father's day got canned. And I'm like, I just, I just, I went on walks with my dog. God bless his soul. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I went on walks with him and would just write stuff in my phone. And that's kind of how it all kind of came about. The, the actual script was just from the idea that, that, that sparked it that one day at the parlor. And then, wow. And then I took a lot of, you know, what does Tarantino say? The best steel, the best filmmaker steel pieces from, from here, from here yeah. in films. Um, I didn't necessarily really want to do that, but, uh, you know, I have a lot of influences of like, you know, all kinds of films. I'm, I'm all over the map of, of things. So I uh, really tried to tell a different kind of story in, in yeah. the film and, and, but, but, but keep it like a, a, like a narrative at the same time. Yeah. And this, this film to me feels very different, feels fresh. You know, there's really nothing like it right now, you know, but 
Uh, that is crazy, your inspiration there. I mean, that's perfect, man. <laughs> people, people don't believe me sometimes. I'm like, no, it's not, it's like what it's actually what happened. And it was uh, one of the girls that quit and they owed her money or something. And this was like a nail, it's like a nail, it was like a nail salon slash yeah. massage parlor in my yeah. hometown. Um, and, and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, I, I, I also knew a lot of people like Neil in the last, you know, growing up, I, I knew a lot of people that I, I took, you know, little pieces from their lives and stories they've told me about yeah. their dating, you know, their dating life and, you know, women and just in general um, of what they're going through. So I, I, you know, I tried to take little things here and there of, of like my actual life. They say, they say, write what you know. So I tried to really uh, take things of people that I knew in, and put it into the character in real life situations as well that happened in the film that actually has have happened in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Copy that. Copy that. I'm so happy you said falling down. Oh dude. Are yeah. you, are you like me? Christopher? <laughs> and I'm like, are you like me, Christopher? And I'm just like, this there. is like underrated. This movie is underrated. People Do you agree about it. It's just so, that's what's so sad. Yeah. Hey, that's it. We're going to do a video in the future. What's your favorite part of falling down? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now. I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the cheeseburger, man. I'm going to the hamburger. Oh, it's You're so going good. To, you wanted breakfast. It's so good. It's so good. And that guy's like, hey, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And one thing that always stuck with me was that I'm not economically viable. Yeah, the, the black dude outside the bank with the sign. He's like, "Remember me?" He's like, "I sure will." Like <laughs> yeah. little, little things like that, and the nutcase at the at the uh, at the Army Navy store. That guy's just completely out of his fucking mind. Yeah, you know, it's a guy. such a good movie. It's underrated. Yeah. So. Oh, hey, it's, maybe, it's whenever you get free in the future, Chris, would love to have you back on here. We can uh, talk about falling I, I down. Would absolutely love to. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. That and like Natural Born Killers and True Romance. Yeah. All these. Oh yeah. Films. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, congrats again on the success of Rub. Uh, how was the premiere? The premiere was 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 great. Um, so it's it's weird the way these things work when you have a like an independent film like the one we have. We actually had a, a, our technical world premiere was in Madrid, Spain, and I wasn't able to get out there, and I also didn't want to really promote it to hurt. A lot of festivals are like. If it's not the world premiere, we don't want your film. It's like, okay, well, obviously, yeah. you don't really give a shit about our film. So, so I, I didn't want to like hurt, I didn't want to hurt our chances of getting into other festivals, you know? Um, so that was technically our, our first live screening, but they're going to play it again this spring. All right. 24, yeah. And I'm, I'm 100% going to go to that as nice, well. Nice. Um, but the, tech, the, the first world premiere was uh, the Big Apple Film Festival. And it was cool. There was like 185 people out there. The theater could have been a better theater. I mean, I hate being that anal retentive filmmaker, um, you know, uh, about theaters and sound. But we work so hard on these things. And, you know, we spend hours and time and, and months and years, you know, sacrificing all kinds of, you know, family outings and stuff to make these films that when you play in a, in a, in a theater, that's not the greatest picture or sound. It's, it's, you know, it's not the greatest, but when the audience is still into it and they right. come up to you afterwards or like, you know, they don't know what it's supposed to sound like. They don't know what it's supposed to look like. So this is, this is all new to them. So, but being uh, where from, from my seat, I've seen it and watched it a billion times. I was kind of taken out of it a, a little bit, you know, by the screening, but the night was a success. It was great. And then Newark Film Festival was was amazing. Uh, our 
wonderful actress, Jennifer Figueroa. If you're watching, girl, she won Best Actress, which was awesome. There she, yeah, there you go. Yeah, she won Best Actress. Congrats. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was It was totally, totally, yeah. Perla, Jennifer Figueroa. Yeah, she killed it. She killed yeah, it. She was great. She's she's an amazing talent. I've I've worked with her on a couple projects. And when I was writing, once I got the script to Perla and I started writing it, I stopped writing. I, I texted her. I'm like, yo, I got something that I think is gonna change your life. And she's like, What are you talking about? I called her. I'm like, I'm it's 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 not this role's not for everybody. There's some fucked up shit that's gonna happen. Yeah. But I think you're gonna be able to really pull this pull this off for us. I uh, gave her the rundown. She's like, I'm in. So that's how Jenny got involved with the project. And then, uh, where was I? Newark was great. And then we played at the Long Island International Film Festival. We were nominated for like four awards. That is so, awesome, man. Yeah, we were nominated for like Best Actor, Best Actress, Best uh, best Director, and Best Feature. And we went home with Best Feature, which was pretty awesome. It was very unexpected. We yeah. took out Karen Allen, the great Karen Allen. We took her out. Wow. She, yeah, she was in a film that was played. I'm like, they're going to give it to fucking Karen Allen. Like, You're going to give it to her. And we already, we, we, we lost three. I, I was so bummed because, you know, not for nothing, Micah Speyer, he is Neil. He carries this film. We wouldn't be nowhere without the great Micah. So, Micah, if you're watching, I love you, buddy. Um, he, you know, he, he carries this film thick and through. We, we, Worked so long rehearsing um, these lines and these roles, these mannerisms, and he's an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. Um, but yeah, we ended up winning Best Feature, which was awesome. It was unexpected. And then it all wrapped up with uh, the Peekskill Film Festival, which is where we shot the entire film of Rub. I live in Peekskill, uh, Peekskill New York. Uh, I wanted to see, once I started writing the script, I tailor-made scenes like Rush Auto in the film. Like, that's five feet from my, from my front door. Like I bring my car there all the time. So like I Taylor wrote that, that's that scene for that, for that, uh, for that location. The alleyway is nice. right next to the, the alleyway is right next to the theater where we shot. Um, so yeah, it was like a testament to see if I can actually shoot um, an entire film in peak skill. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, great. How cool is that, man? But yeah, Neil was uh Mr. Mr. <laughs> he gotta, <laughs> Mr. He Micah gotta, himself. You got to someone said, sorry, someone said he, he looks like, a, reminds me of a young Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I can see that. You got, you got Summer here saying, my boy Fox, love you, bro. Oh, what's up, man? What's up, yeah, buddy? Yeah. How you doing? Uh, Welcome, dude. Uh, but yeah, I, I, had, I had to post this. I have to share this because this is hilarious and, okay. I, and I love it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Who drew this? Was this, this a fan art? Um, this is actually a very, very amazing animator. His name is Nick Bruno. We went to high school together. He is director of Spies in Disguise with Will Smith, and he also directed and wrote the Peanuts movie. He's oh, yeah, right. we went to high school with him. He was one of the first people that reached out to, to me and was like, "Dude, you killed it. It was amazing." And he sent that. He sent that to me, and I was like, "Wow, dude, this, I'm making t-shirts of it. It's, I'll send you one." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you XXL like me, or oh well, that might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'll big make, dude, man. I'll make one. Well, so I'm debating getting a tattooed. I'm actually gonna. I'll take. I'll like, take a mug or something. Or, there you go. Yeah, I'll take it. Put it on a mug. I'll I'll, I'll drink it and advertise okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I had to. I had, 
I, I'm sorry. I had to show it again. Yeah, no, it it's great. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so awesome. But yeah, let's uh, let's have some fun, and uh, I'm gonna pull up the trailer, and then we can kind of do a little trailer breakdown, and you could talk about the making of the making the film, and then a little bit later we can go into some of the behind the scenes stuff, man. Let's sure. do it. Awesome. Right, let me put us down here. Bam, blow it up. All right. This yeah. is actually, this is actually uh, my 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 uh, my partner's bathroom at his house that he still lives in above a bar in May in Mayapack, New York. He lives on top of a bar, and we, me and my wife were staying there. My wife was pregnant during uh, right before COVID, actually. So we were getting renovations on our house and his bathroom window, while, Mira, while I was writing the script, I was like, this looks amazing. This is actually shot from the teaser. All this wow. Stuff oh, wow. That we shot a year before principal photography, but I loved what we captured so much. Oh, yeah. I ended up I ended up uh, putting it in, inside of the uh, in, inside the trailer. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Oh, thank you. This is show uh, how good Mike is as an actor. Oh, it's it's great. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, it's, he's 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 his range. When I when I first found him, um, backstage, the story of, uh, from his uh, point of view is insane. But yeah, this is so good. And then that shot with with Perla, that's actually was shot part of the teaser as well. Because we, we ended up shooting a teaser to, to to try to get funds. Anyone that's watching out there who wants to make a film, I think I would suggest always make a proof of concept and then try to use that proof of concept to try to find gotcha. find money to make your film. Um, we had other takes of her, but we never had him with the big hoop earrings. And I love <laughs> I love those hoops that she wore for the teaser. So we ended up just uh, refurbishing uh, the, these these shots. Nice, nice. That's one thing I forgot to, I don't think I mentioned in my review for the film was how good the lighting is and the cinematography of the movie. If I, if I'm, if I didn't say it, I'm, I'm saying it now just to make sure, but yeah, I love the lighting in the movie. Was this, was it so difficult? Was it really hard? Um, it... Not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily. We, we, what we did was we did a, a bunch of different uh, lighting schematics for this particular shot. And then we, you know, try to figure out what looks absolutely absolute best um this was really just one hard uh, red led and then like i think i believe a tungsten coming on her left shoulder we shot this in this we shot this literally right behind where we are we shot all this right in my studio right here i wow. should i should have sent you uh, I'll, I'll text you uh those those bts uh photos of of the teaser yeah that nice. was bare bones like four of us out there um was that the alleyway you're talking about that's yeah that's the alleyway um, that's right next to the Paramount in Peekskill, New York. And those those aren't props, people. Those garbage cans actually have garbage in them from, <laughs> from cars. Um, You're keeping it real, okay? I'm keeping this shit real, man, yeah. <laughs> this is made in the streets. It's yeah. So that was act that take right there. That shot of him. That's, that's where that's where we go to actual footage that we that i pulled from the movie this this take on is yeah. is all is all of uh footage that we shot in principal photography yeah this was a great this was uh, a great it's shot. one of my it's one of my one of my favorite 
moments like in the entire film, to be honest with you, is when he's in the alleyway and he goes, and that's what I loved about your review because you got that, man. You understood that. And yeah. he turns around. It's that moment where everything, I don't want to ruin for people, but when that moment happens and everything drops out and then that 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 siren comes in, it's, you know, because when we, when we shot that, yeah, there we go. When we, when we shot that, uh, people were like, what's this going to be like? You know, people on set never – it's hard when you're a director and you have it all in your head and you know exactly how it's going to be, but people that are doing the work for you and people that are, you know, helping you make, make the product, some of them really see it, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And some of them, I don't want to say don't, but they're like, I can't wait. It's like, they're anxious to see it all come together and shout out to my boy, Paulius, who shot this, this, this entire scene's all steady cam. Like, he's like, dude, this is going to be fucking sick. I can't wait to see that. You know? Cause I was like, I was beatboxing the beat because it was all shot MOS when he's when he's walking right here. So I was like <laughs> beatboxing like how it's gonna sound. And he was like pulling like a hundred and twenty pound steady cam rig, you know, as he's doing it. So he, he loved it. Do we have footage of the beatboxing? No, we don't. I wish, I, I wish we did. But yeah, this this shot and this scene, I definitely got a a seventies vibe. You know, yeah. a little, little taxi driver in there. Yeah, I think this that frame is kind of sums up the entire film. I I've told told people like this frame right here, where he's got a little silhouette on his cheek, like, and that was actually a practical that was in that was in the alleyway. Um, we didn't actually that not that particular light. We lit other parts of this frame, but yeah, that actual light was just like a halogen uh, practical that was just there. Nice. But yeah, he he really showed his range. You want to hear something crazy, Preston? What's up? This is the first film actor uh, Micah has ever acted in. God he damn it! I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> wow! Yeah, really? yeah. He was. Uh, if I can give you a quick quick back background on him, he was in like a traveling dinner theater, you know, and he was in between Chicago and Staten Island, back and forth, and he. Um, I, I found him on backstage. I knew exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. I went through his reel. I found him. But from his perspective, he didn't have a backstage account. And he just relaunched it and put a couple of new photos up and some reels of this dinner theater thing he was doing. And I found him like three or four days after he, you know, it was like divine intervention. Like he, he, he put it out there and I ended up finding him. And yeah, the film definitely would not have been what it is without him. For wow. Sure. First movie, but yeah, yeah, he he killed it for sure. This this scene was great. Awesome. Like you, you felt you. I felt so I felt so bad for the guy, man. I was like, God damn it! I know I don't want to. We don't want to do spoilers here, spoiler talk, because we want people to watch the movie. But I was just like, I mean, some of it was a little bit hilarious at the same time, but. It was mostly kind of like really fucked up. This guy going through what he was going through in the movie. Yeah, it's like, are are you are you laughing with him? Or are you laughing at him? You know, yeah. that's like that fine line that like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to walk that line as Johnny Cash would say of like, is this fucked up that we're laughing at him, or, or is it kind of funny? And I mean, that's for the viewer to decide. You know, that's that's up for that for that person how their personality is and how they and how they view it. You know. Um, and what led up to what led to that in the film? Uh, your original uh review was hilarious about the boss still, <laughs> still laughing, still smacking the file cabinet. That was so funny, 
Yeah, I mean that oh, dude. Man. That dude saved my movie because the original actor who was supposed to play that bailed out morning of the shoot. Oh. I'm not going to mention names, but you know who yeah. you are. Um, that was totally uncalled for. <laughs> oh wow, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, least, hey, well, the other guy that came in killed it. Oh, it was. Yeah. It, everything happens for a reason, my friend. Everything, yeah, yeah. good and bad. Yeah, but you know it's. You know, old Neil here, you know, uh, you described him perfectly earlier. You know, everyone knows a guy like this, you know, everybody. And, you know, he's lonely, desperate, you know, by himself, you know, has a lot of fucked up thoughts that come up in his head. But who does it? It's it's just kind of everyone kind of does at some point. Uh, He gets approached by Diamond Dallas's page as a brother here. <laughs> EP. That's the funniest thing when I've had. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man, he gets he gets the offer for best money ever spent. Is right. Goes out there. Uh, but yeah, I love this scene where he just he's walking away. He turns around. Great. I love the the music, man. The music in this movie's great. Who did the soundtrack? Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you so much. Um, my partner Nick Bowen did uh did about. I'd say eighty percent of the soundtrack. I did. I did the the the, the score for this alleyway. I I, I am doing really. That well. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did that scene. Um, the scenes where he's on the couch that build up to him walking into the alley. That whole sequence, I, I did myself. Um, and then another amazing composer. His name's Ethan James. He composed uh, about. 90% of the music that was in the parlor on the second time he goes around when everything goes wild. He, right, he did, right. He did all that. Um, but I'd say about 80% of the film was Nick Bowen. He did this 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 entire score, all the office stuff, the all the dark, ominous bows at the end of the film, all that mm. stuff. We we worked yeah. Yeah, we, we have a you know we, we have a sound production company called Stupid Ears Productions, so we worked on it a lot together, you know. Um yeah. he he performed a lot of it and I, you know, engineered a lot of it as well. So we, we, it was a collaborative effort, like a lot of the film. Copy that. Yeah. But the yeah, music- this, this yeah, scene, man, <laughs> <laughs> he just explodes. I mean, you know what? I, I, I think anybody would explode after being embarrassed and humiliated like that in front of everyone, you know? Yeah. You, you know, it's like, I, 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 yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you take enough shit, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the ongoing term people say, fuck around, find out. Like if yeah. people, people take enough, you know, abuse in their lives, eventually someone's going to snap, you know? Um, and even in the script and even in the original cut, there was a lot more office stuff. There's stuff he goes on dates with a girl, with a girl get he says some weird shit and the girl gets up and leaves and, and knocks people over as she's running out the door. There were so many different things that like was building, that was building up to that explosion that like, Right. Once I had it in the edit, I'm like, I don't think we need all this because we establish his tone very early on and everything else is kind of mundane. And I, I already felt we had to get the ball rolling to get into yeah. the color a little, bit, a little bit faster, you know. Um, it's funny. You, you showed the card. This is the actual the actual prop right here. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. There you go. And then a not, a not prop. Here's some mark. I'll send you some of these. Here's some marketing. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And on the back, free massage. You scan the code, but you don't get a free massage. It's a surprise what that brings you to. Oh, oh shit! All right. <laughs> Best money ever spent. Yeah, love <laughs> it. This shot right here, this beautiful shot, 
Was this uh, also for the teaser or the uh, or no? Yeah, this was this was principal photography. That is the amazing Ina. She is unbelievable, man. I had you know I had my breakdown of who I wanted to play this role, like an older, you know, very sexy, very dark looking, you know, Eastern European woman. Um, and our AC and a good friend of mine, his name is Russian Mike. What's up, Russian Mike, if you're watching? Um, he lives in Brooklyn. He's got his ear to the ground of all the Russian actresses for stage actresses. And he sent me like six different six different ladies that I uh, auditioned and I uh, spoke with. And she just knocked out of the park. And she is just so, you know, so, mm-hmm. so, so amazing. Yeah, she she's really, really great. And that, that's another one of my mo- favorite moments of the film is when um, – because you don't know like what's happening from here, you know. It's right when you watch the film, and she's just she has like this so such like dark sex appeal to her is like exactly like what I wanted, and she's and she was she was totally cooled down to smoke. I don't think she smokes in real life. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. she's yeah. hardcore. That's right. Yeah, she's, method. You know, anything, method. anything for the craft, you know. Like from top to bottom, everyone that was involved with making this film. Like really gave a hundred and thirty percent of of their soul for it to be what it is, and I think it really does show. If you rewind it, that the guy gets thrown in the corner. That's that's my uh, that's uh, my partner's roommate, Maddie. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, what's up, Maddie? Hey, hey, Maddie, doing his own stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did that like five <laughs> times. Like I gotta go to work in like an hour, man. He killed me over here. <laughs> uh, this actor was really good too. This guy. Oh, uh, dude. Yes. He was Chris Kamaj, bro. What's up, kid? Um, he was he was amazing. And it's a shame because we had a lot more role, uh, not roles, we had a lot more scenes um, in the in the in the script that we just couldn't get to for for budget. It was really yeah. budget, it was really budget. It was just that we were so behind on so many other things that I had to focus on the meat and potatoes to get my film together. Right. Right. And then we actually shot a couple of uh, pickups together. And then once I had the original assembly, it's, it it worked what we did. But uh, he'll be he'll be seen again uh, in, in my next film for sure. Nice, uh, nice. He, yeah. He's just an amazing, amazing guy, amazing actor, and uh, I think you can see yeah you can see him on Russian Doll playing on Netflix. All right, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's Good. he's the shit. Yeah, I'm looking for yeah he he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh but uh before we before <laughs> oh my god this scene man but he got he, he just he just went ballistic right here like <laughs> he is just straight up ballistic you know but hey hey you know someone was finally nice to him showed him some affection and then boom you know he's he's not gonna let that happen now you yeah. know he's not gonna let that happen and he acts and uh, the chase is on. But, yeah, man, I was rolling. Uh, I don't know why, but it's just like that lady recording uh, <laughs> him running out. God, I don't know why that's so annoying. I know that's what everyone does nowadays. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Everybody grabs their phone and starts recording. But, yeah. but lady, he's got a shotgun, and he's in his underwear. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> she didn't care, man. She wanted to go viral. Yeah, that's 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 the truth. And when we sh- when we shot this, this was get this, we shot this at like two thirty in the morning, outside of uh, in Peekskill. That's that's obviously the alleyway. Right behind them is right behind them is uh, the Paramount Theater, and no no cops were came and gave us a hard time. Thank God, because he's running down the street in his underwear and, and you know with a shotgun in his hand. 
And I was, I was <laughs> so surprised. That's one thing that surprised me when we made the film that we didn't get shut down for like this particular scene. Um, yeah, that that woman on the phone was supposed to be my older sister, but she uh, she she flaked out the the morning the night of. So that was <laughs> another another uh, late addition. She killed it. She actually had some dialogue too, where she calls the she call uh, she calls the authorities. Oh, okay. And we ended up just cutting it all out. And, right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, but speaking of speaking of the police, this behind the scenes pic you shared with me here. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> is it kind of shutting down the street to film or yeah i mean um so in in the film there's a road rage scene for people who haven't seen the film and uh it's a crazy road rage scene where some shit goes down and there's a deli across the street and they thought i guess they called the cops and oh. the cops rolled up on us not with guns drawn but like five different cars blocked us in from three different directions you know and uh and that woman right there, uh, Sar- yeah, Sergeant Carter, she was like, "What's going on here?" I told her, "Like, hey, I'm you know, I'm a local filmmaker making this film. This is one of a, a few locations that we just couldn't get permits for. It's kind of just run and gun, yada yada yada." And she uh, was like, "How much time do you need?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm like 20 minutes." She goes, "We'll block the road down for you." I said, "Oh, yeah." This is this is behind. This is like behind the scenes as we're, we're we just cut uh, a take. Um, yeah, she she was totally totally cool. We gave a big shout out to them on social media. Oh that, yeah, that's awesome. That, yeah, that day the community really, you know, it was really cool to be able to shoot a film in my home, you know, my hometown where I live and everything, and you know, give back to the community and, and be able to you know have the rest because it was like right after during COVID, so like a lot of the restaurants were hurting for business and stuff. So we were able to really uh, you know put three hundred dollar lunch orders in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like five yes. five times every every week, you know. We got another actor doing his own stunts again here. Yeah, Rob. Rob is the man. <laughs> he didn't. That's a funny story too, because originally he, they were supposed to chase after him in the car, and we were going to rig the camera, the car with different cameras, and have like a typical chase um, through the parking lot. And we were just yeah. so behind on time. And we were like, what can we do to really to really sell what we want what we want to accomplish on the on this particular scene? And he's like, I'll fucking jump over the railing. I'm like, I don't know if it's gonna play in camera really well. And we we did a couple test shoots and it played in camera really well. Nice, nice. Yeah, this was intense, that scene. There he is. And there's the DDP himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, there, there, there it is. Yeah. So if you go back, that's the road rage scene. Yeah. That was the, great. The BT right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a, an inside joke because uh, I, so I, when I was commuting to work for like, I don't know, eight years for a voiceover company that I, that I manage, uh, yeah. I would keep uh, a cough. People, you're going like 80 miles an hour down the road and people are still in New York in New Jersey. People are still riding your ass while you're like, how much faster do you want me to drive, buddy? You know? So yeah. one day, someone, some guy threw like an apple at me or, 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 or something. So I started keeping a, a pistachio shelled coffee in my car. For when someone's telling me, I just huck it out the window and smash it <laughs> on their windshield. <laughs> it, it only happened one time. Then yeah, yeah. Don't tell the authorities. Wow. An apple. And it was so worth it, too. I, you yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> this scene right here, 
<laughs> we did this. We only wanted to destroy the car once, obviously, because we didn't want to wipe everything down. And it, we had other sh shots to do that day of exteriors of the car. So we did all the dialogue, you know, uh, you know, uh, first. And then we had one shot to really get the smoothie. But during the, during the dialogue, I think all the cops are hiding behind the car right now. We had the cops sort of like blocking everything off while we got the smoothie. Smoothie. Oh, all right, all right, pretty cool. It was an unpaid for permit, which ended up uh, helping us out big time. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's oh, what's great. up. <sighs> yeah, rub, rub. That's how you do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh man. Well, now that I have you here. We can talk a little bit more about uh, the third act towards the finale here, because I would love to hear your behind the scenes uh, uh, insight and stories and thoughts of what you were going for. Uh, let me let, hold on. Let me get to it here. Let me, uh, and one second. There we go. My mouse was like, no, I'm not going to work. <laughs> There we go. All right. Yeah. So when we got to this scene right here, uh, what was your what was your thoughts and uh, and the script and what were you what were you going for here? Which leads to the which the really entertaining animated <laughs> drug sequence here. J. Marks. Yeah, yeah. Th this was fun seeing this animation. It was very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you know. The first half of the movie was is you know it's 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 Neil's backstory of, of of how he gets to this point in the film you know yeah. and I think after after where they end up um, this is just is spoilers here so if you haven't seen minor it, spoilers it's okay yeah, minor spoilers yeah. so after they get to the hotel and, and they figure out who each other are you know I kind of wanted them to be you know not necessarily on the run from the law but like trying to figure out each other and trying to, you know, see where they could go and how they can possibly help each other with their own, with their own issues. And we see a okay. lot, of, we see a lot of that in, in, in the bedroom scene in the hotel. Right. When they, when they get to uh, the, the dinner scene, it's always kind of like a fish out of a water thing. I, I wanted to try to go for where it's like, this is a really stupid reference right now. But like how the Kumar when Freak Show picks them up, you know, like everything, <laughs> everything kind of turns up for them. Where yeah, where, and it's not like I ever wrote it like I, I'm going to write this to completely throw the viewer off a curveball. It's just a story I always had in my head that, that this is going to happen. They're going to end up at the hotel. They're going to end up, you know, the car, whatever. And then this is this is their this is their path. They're here. They have to get to here. And, okay. this is, and this is what's going to happen in between in order for them to get to there, you know? Ah, but okay. That's, that's kind of where I went with that um, initially. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see your thoughts. Because when we first when we first talked, you, you were like, I, I, I thought something else was going to happen. I'm like, I'm so curious of like to see like what. I thought some about. fucked up shit was going to go down. <laughs> like, like what? Like, I want to know. <laughs> huh? Like what? What was gonna? What you I don't know, man. We were gonna get some, <laughs> some, 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 some sexual contact going on, yeah. or something like that. Because, because uh, our gentleman here, this is like the back of the actor. Uh, he he owns the garage garage uh, uh, place, the repair place. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, he's he, that guy's a really good actor too, and he's good in the movie. Uh, he was just so inviting, and sometimes I'm always like, that's just a that's just me personally. I'm just kind of like, if someone's a little bit too inviting, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what else you got planned, man? You know what I mean? Did you pick up on the line though. I thought we were gonna be swingers. That's what he said. Yeah, I yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, that's kind of like. I wanted to, I didn't never really intentionally wanted to allude to that like happening that they were gonna you know all have a crazy orgy and Neil might just end up murdering a bunch of people because I think like that's I feel like that's what people kind of want to happen out of like reviews that I've you know it's, it's hard not to read reviews I try not to you know yeah a lot of people are like oh the first half is so amazing and then it kind of just falls off the rails it's like I, and I asked somebody I'm like we thought he was gonna be like a slasher murderer and kill everybody. I'm like, well, that's not the film I wrote. That's not, that's right. not, that's not my intentions with this particular project. Stay tuned right. for the next one. Um, Cause that's going to be a little bit more, a little bit yeah. more uh, of, of that genre. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I kind of just wanted them to, to feel very uncomfortable and uneasy, but right. have Wes, yeah. have Wes really kind of put his arm out and really, you know, take care of them along their way, you know? And I think right. that, that kind of plays out a little bit um, yeah. towards the end with the note that Neil writes for him and everything. He almost, he almost became like a, an uncle. <laughs> like, yeah. like uncle kind of yeah. looking out for him. Yeah. He didn't even really, I, I love this reaction. No spoilers, but something happens. They take something. And I love this reaction when he finds the note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's still kind of smiling. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, that guy's a great actor. Uh, he's amazing. He's a he's a local uh, he's a local uh, legend here in Peekskill, New York. His name is Wesley Barrington Artope. He is the CEO of B First Boxing Gym. He teaches, oh, right. He teaches young young bucks nice. how to defend themselves, and you know he, he he runs and operates a gym. I think they're moving. We actually shot a lot of the car scenes in the gym. We have big bay windows, and we yeah. shot a lot of the. Uh, the, the close-up yeah. car shots there. Yeah, copy that. Uh, did you have an original uh, extended longer finale in mind? I know we can't talk spoilers, but I just was I was curious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first the, orig the original first draft had um, was completely different than than, uh, than there was three drafts: the first draft, the second draft, and the final draft, which we ended up shooting. The first draft had uh, a completely different ending. Um, than what this ending is. It's similar but different that there's certain characters along the way that you're following that are a little ambiguous. But, you, you know, I don't, I don't like you know, spoon-feeding the audience, you know, what to think and what to do. I like to keep them thinking a little bit, you know? Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that uh, some of these characters in the film um, that you're following, they show up and there's like the, it's like the OK Corral. It's like a huge shootout that happens. And I'm like, I don't think I can actually pull this off. Like, I thought about logistic wise, went to the location, thought about it, uh, and it just, I don't know. I thought, I also, also thought it was a little bit cheesy, as well, oh, you know? or kind of cliche. Too. Yeah, I mean, as much as I fucking love True Romance, as yeah. much as I love that movie, the ending's absolutely terrible. I hate the ending. <laughs> shoot out the hotel, everyone gets away. He's got an eye patch, and they live out happily ever after. It's like. You know, you, you mess around with the wrong crowd in, in yeah. real life, you're going to pay consequences. Yeah. So, Dude, we are on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Because I love True Romance, but that ending was uh, like, all right, okay, fine. But uh, but the, the uh, alternate ending, 
You know about the alternate ending, right? No. There's another ending he shot where it doesn't end that way. It doesn't end with them walking on the beach holding the child's hand and oh no. Is it on is it on the Blu-ray? I think so. it should be, yeah. Dude, really? it's a better ending. <laughs> wow. It's a more fitting ending. Yeah. I did I did not know that. Um yeah, so, yeah, so and then the then the second ending um was very, 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 very similar to the ending that's actually in, in the film. And it yeah. just it was even more it fits. Yeah. <laughs> like like I said in my review, it's like it makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we toy with different things. I toy yeah. with different voiceovers of hearing different people's voices at that very last scene. So the so the viewers like, okay, I know, I know what's going on. But like I said, I like I like things to kind of be up in the air, either in the film or like with the character or the ending or the beginning. I like yeah. people to think about it. And, you know, film at the end of the day is to start conversation and to have people talk about things. You know, yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't have that in your film or your or your, or your project, then you know you need to think about that. You know, I think one thing uh, is to, to cause conversation about what you what you're you know what you're putting yeah. out. No, but that's the you know movies that you remember movies that stay with you. That's. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you think about it after the fact, after it's over and it stays with you and you're driving home from the theater, still thinking about it, you know, those are the movies you remember. What was the last movie that, that, that did that to you? Um, you don't have to say Rob, obviously, but like, (laughs) it was, um, uh, well, pig. Nicholas Cage. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh man. You got to check it out. Don't watch, don't read any spoilers. Don't do it. See, we, me and my wife, were getting tired of the same old, same old mainstream AAA big budget. Oh, it's terrible. We were just getting tired of it because it, it was a, it's, they were all coming out meh. Yeah. And we were just kind of just, oh, we needed we needed a break. We wanted to watch something different. So we watched the trailer to Pig. We we were like, we have absolutely no idea what's happening. <laughs> and then like for the in terms of the movie because with the trailer that was presented to us we were like we don't know what's happening in this trailer and we love it let's go see this movie fuck it yeah. let's go let's go in blind we don't know we didn't watch any reviews we didn't read the plot synopsis we didn't do anything we just went in blind and we saw it and again had no idea what kind of movie we were going to watch and we were blown away by it by the end and you should you should, i highly recommend you check it out man but it's it pig it's not for everyone, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's not for everyone. People, it's not a mainstream type of movie. I mean, it's but, not like, hey, let's grab the kids, let's go see Pig for the weekend. <laughs> you know, that'll do, Pig. You yeah. know, it's not that kind of movie. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, you know, we thought Nicolas Cage was going to pull a John Wick, and uh, no, it's not that kind of movie. But you remember, and it stays with you. And yeah. his his acting was performance was amazing. Yeah, he's like reinvented himself, kind of like. Yeah. Not, not, not like you know i mean Tra- travolta after like pulp fiction like saved his career you know but uh yeah i mean nicholas cage with mandy and pig and yeah what, what's the renfro i haven't seen that one either like eh. this, this is all this is all <laughs> the last, like, he's good in the movie yeah <laughs> He's good in Renfield, but I'm not going to say that much more about I Renfield right now. I haven't now. watched too much cinema in the last three years. Yeah. I've been busy making rubs. So it's, I'm, like, I'm like just jumping back into watching 
yeah. watching a bunch of stuff right now, so I'm gonna put that on my list. I, I heard it was great. I oh, here's another here's another one uh, from chat here. Uh, Parasite. That's another great movie. There you go. I, another one. Went in blind. Didn't know. You know, we just heard it. It got some some buzz. So we're like, oh, okay, we'll check it out. That was great. It also won film of the year too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It. That's that's what's so sick is like when a you know a small indie like not that it's that small the budget of Parasite is probably at least twenty million I imagine, um, but an indie film comes out and, and you know takes over Hollywood. It's kind of kind of awesome. Yeah, and this film right here, everything uh, everywhere all at once from the directors and creators of. Was it Swiss Army Man? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Swiss Army Man? That movie's great. Yeah, that yeah. movie's great. Paul, Paul Dano. Yeah, that movie's yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just weird and just different, man. You know, it's, it's nice. Hollywood, Hollywood has their heads up their asses, man. And you, yeah. you storytellers for sure. It's so nice to to watch something different and and something unexpected and. You know, uh, even we've been we've been going back and watching older movies, man. <laughs> Like we've been like, there's so many movies this year, mainstream big budget movies that came out in theater that I know my audience here is like, we want to know what you think about the flash. We want to know what you think about Indiana Jones. And I'm just like, I just don't care. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Like I'll, I'll, we'll watch the flash. You know, I like, I like superhero movies when they're good. Yeah. But, I mean... but it's like, dude, we've been going back to movies from like the seventies. Like we watched sorcerer, we watched Wages of Fear, which came out, the old school French film, which inspired Sorcerer, you know, Rest in Power, William uh, Friedkin. Friedkin. Uh, but, dude, we've just been finding these little treasure troves of movies we've never experienced before from the from the 80s and 70s recently. And, did man, you, just blown away. Did you watch Reform School Girls? <laughs> what is it? Reform School Girls? Well, I want to see it now. Uh, it's a... Cinemax classic from the from the nineties that was just like completely insane. Look at this. Uh Sean says indie films is where it's at now. Screw overly budgeted nonsense. Yes. 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 Definitely. Yes. And Screw. to be honest, I, I find films on the festival circuit. This one film, big ups to this film called Trap that played at Long Island Film Festival. And I've I have been so busy with Rub and other things. I haven't had time to watch it. I watched it yesterday morning. This shit is bonkers. It's so good. It's like early Harmony Corinne, Safety Brothers, like just raw and and trap stands for the real Asbury Park. It All was right. it was dope, man. It was really really dope. I'll, I'll, I'll see if uh, Homeboy wants to send you a screener and check it out. Oh yeah, I would love yeah, that. I think you, if you liked Rub, I think you you would totally dig this film nice nice but yeah man this is awesome i could talk to you about movies all day yeah. but uh let's uh do you have some time left to look at some some of the behind the scenes video footage? i got all day man i got my bottle of whiskey it's all my right. birthday two days like i got nothing going on bro hey tell every tell them happy birthday chat that's right put it put it <laughs> put it in the comments i'll put it up on the screen <laughs> that's right you. early birthday to mr christopher fox happy early birthday thank my friend you. thank you uh but yeah thanks again for sharing this exclusive behind the scenes documentary here I want, yeah i just want to say big ups to my uh my partner in crime charlie Camparetto, if he's watching and his wife sally what's up guys i love you guys all right here we go that's you right. see, that's you've cool. seen it here you've seen it here first this is this is an exclusive exclusive baby exclusive, yes there we go. That's Izzy, one of the greatest PAs ever. This is a scene that never made the movie. 
Oh. He goes, he, yeah, he goes he goes to the bowling alley uh, after a date that he went on that uh, he uh, this chick runs out on, and there's this there's a, a waitress who happens to be at the bowling alley, and he notices her there, and he and he knows that she knows who he is. There she is right there. Grace Boza, I'm so sorry. She never made, made the film. All her scenes got cut, not because of her, because of just, you know, logistics. Time uh, time constraints. Yeah, that and just storyline ended up uh, happening, you know. There's the film that you shoot, uh, there's the film that you write, the film that you shoot, and the film that you edit. And what I learned is if they're all relatively the same, then you made a good film, but if they're completely different, then you should just never release that film. Gotcha, gotcha. This is the house. So this house right here, if you want to pause that really quick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you want me to turn the volume all the way down? Yeah, you can, you can turn it down. It's, it's totally cool. Um, it's a beautiful house. Oh, dude, the house is the shit. It's like it's probably like a couple miles from where I live right now in Lake Peekskill, and I had like a vision of what I wanted for this this you know this scene in this in this in this film yeah i i made a couple letters i said hi my name is christopher fox i'm a local filmmaker i'm making this film rub um i would love to use your property in your house yada 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 and put it in their mailbox and out of the five that i put it in this was the top one on my list and she was the only person to get back to me Wow. Yeah, and I went up and met with her, and she's actually legally deaf in, in both of her ears. Um, oh wow! She, yeah, get this, and she can read, she can read lips. But this is this is in the middle of this is like uh, June 2020 when I'm scouting locations to shoot in May 2021. And I have my mask on, and she's like, "I don't believe in COVID. Just take the mask off." I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, my wife's my wife's pregnant. I I I, I want to. And she's like, just take it off. I'm like, okay. But uh, but yeah, she's totally. Jerry Thorpe was amazing, and this this is a real house, real location. It's been there. This house has been there for over a hundred years, and inside is exact. It's like a museum. There's our two leads there. Yeah. <laughs> After he changed his appearance, which was that was a major reason why this movie didn't come out last year. That's Paulius, steady cam up. That's my boy Keith. He's a COVID. It's Izzy. Yeah, Paulius was the best, man. This this guy was one of the greatest steady cam ops camera B guys I've ever known in my entire life. He's amazing. If it wasn't for him, this film never would have been made. Gear wise, steady cam wise, I mean he's great. Well, it looks phenomenal. Like that's what I'm saying. The cinematography is so good. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Takina. We shot this on Takina Vista Primes, and they they gave us a loner. We sent them the teaser, and uh, I said, any way you can – that's Bobby, the DP, right there. I said, is there any way you can send us uh, some free lenses? Because we have a red Gemini, but we only have Canon glass. And they saw the teaser, and they're like, sure. And they sent us a box of, of primes um, for a month to shoot on. And it was – saved us like 30 grand of, of rental fees. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we would have shot it with what we had because I, I, I own a bunch of lenses, and Bobby has a ton of stuff too. Yeah, it would have still been fine, but I mean the the look of that we got. Yeah, look at that living room. There's a scene that got cut out in that living room. Also, there's a lot of stuff in this uh, BTS that brings me back. That's Joe Watson, the uh, sound guy. He's a pain in the ass. So, what was supposed to be going on in here? Um, I'll give a ma major spoiler right now. So when uh when Neil and Perler go back with with West from their journey after he picks them up, he brings them home. And as opposed to um, in the film where it just goes to the dinner scene, 
they come home and there's people hanging out here and there's like a bunch of people hanging out, jamming out, rocking ah, okay. cars. And it's like a weird, awkward moment where they come in and they kind of introduce, we introduce this other audience um, that we see at the dinner scene to Neil and Perla. But ah, if you look okay. at the far left, the far, see that? You see those hard drives? There's <laughs> hard drives on the floor on the far left. That is one of the main reasons why I didn't want to keep it. Uh, that and a couple performance problems that this is this was probably shot at like three o'clock in the morning too um it was like a 15 hour day and people were getting tired and just the energy just wasn't there so we're, we we yeah. had to, ended up cutting it um but everyone has it for their reels you know people are very happy about their real footage looking really nice yeah it's bobby sansevero congratulations him and his wife are expecting a kid Joseph here. Yeah. If if you want a lazy boom up, hire Joe Watson. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a he's a great guy. He's a great friend. Oh, going over her lines there. There you go. For reading her lines. Yeah, and, and big ups to uh, John Morgan for for creating this. Did you watch the entire featurette, by the way? No, no, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, it's it's he did he did such a great job with this. It's like an eighteen minute long BTS that you know. It's oh, good. Different techniques we got going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> it's the jam studio part, man. Rocking out, bro. Yeah, I mean, you learn a lot doing these things. Like that one scene that we cut out, we spent like six hours lighting. What's this guy's security? Look at those guns. <laughs> That's Russian Mike right there. <laughs> Russian Mike? <laughs> yeah, Russian Mike is massive. Nice. Yeah, this is almost going down. I got a big giant beer belly. <laughs> Isabella. Beer bellies of the world. What's up? <laughs> That's right, baby. Yeah, there we go. I got one too. Got beer, beer bellies unite. You see, you know this scene, they pull up. So that, that's how it all, they, they all ended up going. And there was this one, like, I wanted, like, the tracking shot. This is right here. This is all fine to watch because this never made the film. So it's a, it was a one take, a, a, a minute and ten second take that we did, like, ten different times. And it looks great. There's Nick. There's my partner. Um, it looked great, but for whatever reason, I just, just didn't, you know, for all the filmmakers out there watching, you know, you spend time on these things. Sometimes you have to kill your darlings in order to make the best film possible. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day how long you took to get that shot. Yeah. If it doesn't help carry your film forward to the next scene, and it's kind of dead weight, then you have to exhnay it. Um, this is Remy, Remy Livington. He's uh, Lipton. He's our line producer. He's one of the first people to join forces with me. Um, <laughs> You're fixing the hair. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I did everything, man. I was hair and makeup, location scout, casting director, writer, director, editor, sound editor. <laughs> hey, man of many trades and talents. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, where was this location, the office location? Where was this? This location, it was a couple of doors down from where I am right now. It's Are you familiar with what Surf Pro is? They, like... Surf Pro, the company Surf Pro, by any chance? Oh, uh, no, no. What's that? Uh, if you have like a, a natural disaster, like a flood or something that destroys your house, they're the ones who come to your house and like assess the damage and then uh, send it out to like contractors to fix. There was a, 
a shortage of finding office spaces um, for what I really wanted, like a cubicle office space, the movie kind of style. Yeah, you know, yeah. I met with the Westchester County uh, Film Commission, and I we went down to White Plains, which is a, a big nearby city right before uh, Manhattan. And the rates that they wanted, you know, no, no offense to Westchester Film Commission. I love you guys. But we just we didn't have it in our budget to, to shoot there. Gotcha. Um, so I just thought I was like, hey, these guys have this office. Let's let's see if they will we'll let us shoot there. And it ended up we shot our teaser there it ended up being perfect. And then we ended up shooting principal photography there. But then we needed pickups to shoot there. And they were moving like, oh, wow. A month after when we needed to get them done. So we had to get them done. Now it's like a production studio that's in that. There's, there's the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that guy? I don't know. Yeah. Who's that guy? Got a question here in chat for you. Uh, as a director, do you thank everyone after every shooting day? I heard actors really appreciate that. Absolutely. I thank everybody. I think every, I think everybody from uh, the line producer, the PAs, you know, if, if, if people are, are drinking people and the, the crew is going out to get, to get drinks, I would like to, you know, get, get them drinking food. I, I feel like if you treat people well and you feed them good and you t- really, and you're a personable person, you treat them really good. They will always come back and always want to work with you. If you're, yeah. if you're an ant, I've been on sets as a sound mixer, you know, if, if you, if you treated the wrong way, you, you, you blacklist that person. So absolutely. I, I, you know, I, that's awesome, man. Thank everybody. You that's know, awesome it, to hear, man. It's an army to, t- to make these things. It's from, 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 from the COVID compliance officer to the, the actors. It, yeah. Everyone to make it, you know? I mean, I hope everyone that's watching right now really appreciates this behind the scenes footage and sees how difficult and hard it is to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. right there. I was talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. There it is. There's the shot. Yeah. That al- I mean, I scouted alleyways forever until I had like a light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my God, that's like right down the street from me. It's the perfect alleyway, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's my black magic camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, watching this now, like things that went wrong while making the film, it's like, I'm, I'm just amazed it even got done. Yeah. And, and it's even a watchable and it's like good, you know, cause like it takes, it takes a lot to, to do this, you know, and it, it takes a lot of perseverance and really pushing through the, the negative energy that you find that you even have in your own head as a director and a writer that like is this gonna work is it not gonna work you just have to really trust in yourself and wait hold on there wait hold on a second (laughs) you're holding the grenade wait hold on what's going on here what's happening we had three of these three smoke grenades from bobby sansevero our our dp yeah this that was the first one and it, 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 it you can watch it smog out the entire the entire car where your camera couldn't even see anything. It was just too much. Wow. And, and then we learned that we need to put it near inside the engine. But I'm like, yo, I don't want this because it was actual fire coming out of the smoke grenade. I don't want right. to burn, you know, oh, wow. uh, uh, to burn something in the engine. So, yeah. Wow. That's wild. He's pulling focus right there from 50 feet. Yeah, Michael's. Mikael. That's awesome, man, that you uh, treat people like family that work hard for you. You have to, dude. You know, it's... it's. I just interviewed um, actor Todd Jenkins, and oh, wow. he works with William Kaufman, and he's just like, 
I don't want to leave. <laughs> He's like, oh no, we we're done filming this movie. I don't want to go. Yeah. Because William makes everyone feel at home, you know, like a family. You know, you have to. It's like it's kind of how I was raised, even regardless of making movies. Like if you're just yep. out at a barbecue hanging with people, like treat people like you want to be treated and better. That's right. You know, until they cross the line. Then when they cross the line, you can be your best friend, your worst enemy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is after the, the car broke down scene. This this is another scene. This is a waste. Oh my god, a, a day and a half wasted in the woods because when they when they break down, they walk through the woods for there's a, there's probably seven pages to happen in the woods that we I just killed. oh wow yeah I mean we shot at high noon so the lighting wasn't exactly like the look of rub is the way it, it was and then this scene just like stuck out like a sore thumb and just it just kind of wasn't needed and. Yeah. 30 seconds of them walking on the side of the road summed up everything within seven pages. Right. So, you so know, they had like way more dialogue walking in. They, they, they did. There was way more dialogue and some storyline points that would just, you know, like I said, if it doesn't carry the film along then just kill it, it is, it's as hard as it is. And as much money as you spent in days that you did these things it, in the edit, no one, no one's going to give a shit. No one cares. They just want to be entertained and watch a good movie, you know? Right. That's where I had to detach myself from that and put myself in the viewer's perspective as an editor. I edited the movie also. Um, right. You know, yeah, I just, you, you know what's best. Sometimes. You know. So sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got another question here. Did you have any weather issues during filming? Oh my God. That's a great question. Yes. And that's, that's technically why this film is coming out this year and not last year. That's a great question. We were like four or five days behind schedule because of weather, because of exteriors that you just saw. And uh, we had to make the crucial decision in the film. Our actor's appearance changes drastically, as we've seen watching the BTS. But we were behind four or five days. So we had to make a decision. Are we going to go through with this or, right. or, or are we going to reschedule people traveling from out of town, hotels, flights, all this stuff? And I said, you know what? I don't want to change the schedule. We'll just, we're, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll pick that up. Gotcha. gotcha. And those pickups happened after he changed his appearance. We had to wait for him to get his appearance back and then go back into places like sir, uh, into the office and shoot reversals of the boss. You know, like the very first scene, that scene that was shot a year apart from each other. You never know, but it was. Wow. Yeah. Because, because of being behind uh, yeah. because the, the, the rain it was insane in May of 2021 yeah i mean you, you can never plan on these things uh when you're shooting exteriors for all the filmmakers out there it's it's so it's 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 soul crushing when it happens so was this the was the scene was this the scene you were talking about where she kind <laughs> yes. of just storms out yes yeah she he says something really weird to her um yeah i'm sorry tara you didn't make it and it's a continuation because after the next day he goes to the bowling alley and that waitress sees him and he's like, Oh my God, I can't go in there. She knows who I am. And Steve yeah. is already at the office. It's like, what are you talking about? Come, come. Um, yeah. Heidi's, this is one of the only locations that we didn't shoot within. Uh, uh, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, I got a beard. I got a big did beard. You, did, you get, did you get younger after filming the movie, Christopher? Maybe. <laughs> I'm wearing the same hat too. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, Preston, this is I know I'm gonna sweat because I'm a fat guy hat. So I just wear it anyways. <laughs> hey, I got the cap too if I need it there. There's Chris. There you go. Yeah, Chris. Man in black. There you go. 
Yeah. He, he is a man. He had other scenes that I'll, I'll talk to you about off, off camera. Okay. That were so like Tom Sizemore, Skagnetti on Skagnetti. That's like, oh. that was like the inspiration for his entire character, you know? Yeah, yeah. I could see you that. Know? Yeah. I could see that. The, yeah. I'll say he goes into the hotel room. He sniffs the sheets. He jerks off on the sheets. Like there was crazy shit going on with his character going after Neil and Perla that like, I just, we just couldn't end up getting. You know, right. because of schedule and a lots of because of the weather and just because of lots of different things, you know. Yeah. Like I said, the script you write, the script you shoot, and the script you edit, and they're if they're somewhat in the same stratosphere, then you did your job. Right. You right. know, it's, it's 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 so hard to to. to well said. Well said. Yeah, to complete. These I didn't even think about it that way. That's a good. Yeah, point. I mean, I didn't I didn't realize that either until I, I made my first feature. You know. <laughs> I, I, I learned so much. If I was wearing the same shirt as I was right there, I, I, I would have been weird. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of Star Wars short shirts, brother. Like you're the one you represent some Vader today. That's right. Oh shit, man! Star yeah, Wars, man. Star Wars and Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Here's this, this is the actual shot that made the film right there. It's that look right there. That's what I say. Perfect. Favorite Star Wars movie? Favorite Star Wars movie? What is it? Empire Strikes Back. Yes, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. There, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Empire, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, uh, Attack of the Clones, Sith, and then and, uh, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Rogue, Rogue One. I can't stand any of the new ones. No, either. Rogue One's literally the only, <laughs> the only good. Uh, Rogue One is, is awesome. It's I phenomenal. Mean, That's the only good Disney Star Wars. Force Awakens is watchable, but it's literally the same exact script as A New Hope. Like it's the same exact thing that happens. Same exact thing. Yeah. A droid comes with plans of how to, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. The last, last Skywalker was just an abomination of, of of filmmaking, and Disney should be ashamed yeah. of what they did. Yeah. You know, people are like, "Could you have done better?" I'm like, "Actually, I probably could have." Yeah. If you if you give me that money, I would have done it. Yep. You know. Is West? Yeah, West is the man, dude. I, I, I Taylor wrote this this his role for him as well. He's just a he's a, he's been in a bunch of stuff, man. He's been in a, oh yeah a ton of stuff, you know. Um, in films I've worked on with him, I, I don't feel like they utilized him, you know, to his full potential. That's why I really, I, I as a director, I really try to like pull it out of these actors and, and see know that they that they have it in them and they just need the right role and character you know for them to to shine yes sir oh, let's see some more star wars yeah some... <laughs> oh there you, there you go there's frankie getting mic'd up for his big uh smoothie moment <laughs> I wonder if I, I haven't actually watched this BTS in a long time. Um, I wonder if they, we show the cops rolling up on us on this. Oh, that, that would be fun to see. Yeah, see, I don't have I don't have an arts department. I'm the one wiping the goddamn window down yeah. myself. You know, so we got so we have to do. People, just get out there, get a camera, and and, and make it, man. That's yep, just, that's all you gotta do. There he goes. This, this, <laughs> there oh, yeah, there they are. Yeah, there they are. That's awesome that they were nice about it, though. Oh, they were so. I thought we were getting shut down because I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a sometimes a half a cup, cup is half empty kind of a guy. I'm like, we're gonna be screwed on this, but they were so, yeah. they were so awesome. 
you. you know he looks like you, Charlie, if you're watching. He looks exactly he's like your twin brother. <laughs> look at old Neil. Look at old Neil there. <laughs> oh, hey, that's, that's the actual take. And then this is me. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't know that, all right? <laughs> yes, right here. All right there. He threw me on the car, dude. And it, it really messed my back up. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Oh I'm no. an old man, bro. I'm not a spring chicken. Oh man. <laughs> that is amazing. Hey, oh. hey. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you, John Morgan, for making that for me, buddy. Hey, thank you for sharing that, man. That was awesome. Yeah, exclusive, was, exclusive right here exclusive first. Exclusive Fat Samurai guy. Exclusive Rub BTS. That's right. That's right. Uh, you got some chat here saying amazing. There we go. We go. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I was missing all these during the. Uh, uh, yeah, getting yeah. the thumbs up here, and uh, let's see here. Uh, Costner says he he thanks us. He feels blessed. Well, we'll feel blessed that you're here watching and hanging out with us and appreciating film. With us, Costner. We appreciate that, my friend. Thanks for watching. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a blast, brother. Can you can you kind of tell us a little something that might be coming in the future yet or not yet? I, I got Your that. next project. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh. I, I I have a couple projects in in the works that I'm writing and I'm co-writing and and one is really sticking with me right now. It's called mm. sex. It's called sextortion. And it follows a, a female online sleuth who lures wealthy men and men of prestigious, you know, jobs into online sex chatting with them. And then once she gets that that pick, um, she extorts them for money. Some pay up, some don't. And then her latest victim, she becomes a casualty when he flips the script on her, finds out who she is, and goes on a manhunt to. To uh, to kidnap her and get his revenge. Wow, sold. Yeah. I'm sold on that next one. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you don't steal my ideas, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, we got some fans here. Rub a dub. That's right. Throwing the flames. There you go. <laughs> Excited. Oh, there you go. Oh. I think it's probably yeah. It's sell, does that say sell a door? I can see, yeah. Sell yeah. 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 Yeah, man. But hey, this was this was uh, an honor to have you here and uh, sharing your knowledge and. I mean, Rub, you guys you guys heard me say it a billion times already. Make sure you guys check it out, all right? But check out the film. Share it, spread it, get it out there. But, uh, I mean, it's pretty impressive, my friend, for this being your first feature. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to your next one, man. You're just getting started, my friend. That's right. You just, you're just getting started. Tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a late bloomer, bro. What hey. Someone told me the other day, Ridley Scott did not direct his first film till he was 42 years old. So, you know what? I hit, I, I beat him out. I, I was, I directed mine when I was 41. So, yeah. Charles Bronson, what was he in his 50s when he, when he got popular for Death Wish? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Dude, late go. 40s, early 50s. Why the goddamn Dangerfield, bro? The, the legend himself was like 62 when he first, you know, was, was like huge, huge, you know? That's right. He still gets no respect. <laughs> I, I, I love that man that's oh I, yeah oh yeah him and dice and you know it's, yeah 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 for absolutely. sure for sure but yeah man uh thanks again for being here on the channel hanging I, out with the old samurai guy I yeah man enough had a blast i had a blast and uh let's see here hold on one second oh we got hold on i i, I passed it there we go 
Happy birthday. There we go. Oh, thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday. Love, guys. Much love. Thank you so much. And that's right. All the, More. Filmmakers, all the filmmakers watching, just, just grab your cameras, write a script, go out there and do it. You know? Yeah. If my silly ass was able to do it, you guys can do it too. It's not, it's, you know, it's not brain surgery. And uh, at the end of the day, let's tell good stories because Hollywood can't. No. Yeah, I had to show those birthday ones. But Costner says, Christopher, you inspire me, brother. I've always had dreams of directing and seeing you do it. gives me hope that one day it will happen. So, yeah, man, there you go. Thank Already you. inspiring people, Christopher. That's, that's what I didn't set out to do. But if I can, much love. And please, just go out there and do it, man. That's all, that's all you can do is just go out there, you know. Just make it. Just make a film. Just do it, like like Nike says. There we go. More more birthday wishes. There we go. <laughs> it's a party, baby. It's a party. Yeah, like I said, cheers, off, my friend. Cheers. Like I said offline, it's the first time. Uh, it's a lot of firsts for me. It's the first time I've made a feature film. First time I've done a live podcast too. So I, I, from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you, like I, like we tell all our guests, hey, make this your second home, brother. You're welcome back anytime, my friend. Sick. Falling down. We're going to review it next time. Yeah, you heard that. Is it underrated? Falling down. We're going to talk about it next time, so stay tuned. But hey, make sure you guys check out the links below so you can follow Christopher on his filmmaking journey. That's right. Follow him on Instagram. That's right. Keep an eye out for future projects coming out. And there's links down there so you guys could know where to go and where to find a Rub and uh, check out the movie. Watch it. And enjoy a good old-fashioned crime thriller badassity goodness. That's right. And if you're new here and you enjoyed yourself, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the old samurai guy. And I'm doing double duty today. So come on back tonight again at 9 o'clock uh, Pacific time. I'm going to be doing some Blu-ray movie reviews and stuff like that. Live, live Q&A. So come on back later tonight and hang out with me. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Keep watching movies. Christopher, don't go anywhere. But I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.